You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode 17, When Your Relationship Was Complicated. Well, hello, friends. How are you? How was your weekend? Okay, so I'm recording this podcast just after President's Day weekend, and I had such a fantastic weekend. I hope you did too. We had some friends that came into town unexpectedly, which is super fun. So fun to have people that I really care about come visit. These particular friends of ours have been friends of our family for well over 20 years, and we just love them. And so they happened to decide last minute that they needed to go to this event that was happening in Tucson. And so they came and visited with us on Saturday and we spent the entire day with them. And it was just super fun to have them over. And my daughters also had their piano recital in the afternoon of that day. And so they attended that with us. And it was just great to watch my daughters perform and share their talents and showcase all of the hard work that they have put into learning those pieces of music and all of the hard work they've put into their skills. And it's just incredibly fulfilling for me as a parent to watch your daughters do that. And so it was just a fantastic weekend. And I don't know about you, but I get super energized when I'm with people. I just love being with people in general. I just love it. It just fills my soul when I am with people I care about and I get to do things with them. And it's just re-energizing for me. So I feel so rested and so energized and ready for this week. And I hope you had a great weekend too. I hope you had an extra day off so that you could do something. If not, it's okay. You still can have a great weekend as well. But I'm so glad you're here with me today. All right. So today I want to talk about relationships. And I want to talk specifically about the relationship we had with our loved one that died by suicide. Okay. Now, when you are going through a grief process, okay, you're going through five stages that we are all aware of. And those stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, right? And this is the five stages that everyone understands and knows, and it applies to any type of grief. Okay. It's just something that's well known, something that everybody kind of understands when you're going through the grief process due to losing someone that we love. But there's also more complicated grief. And I would say those who have lost loved ones to suicide, they're going to feel additional. They're going to go through additional stages. Okay. And typically these additional stages are categorized by shock, anger, guilt, despair, 
confusion and feelings of rejection. Okay. And this is unique to those who are dealing with complicated grief and suicide is definitely in that category. Okay. So you're feeling the emotions and you're going through the phases and the steps of grief from losing someone you care about. But on top of that, you're also feeling those emotions from losing someone that you cared about and loved to suicide. Okay. But then there's also a huge portion of survivors of suicide who had a difficult relationship with their loved one, a more complicated relationship with their loved one, right? And what I want to say about that is so many survivors feel like that it's a very lonely journey because they feel like they may be the only one or one of the very few. But the truth is, is that a huge portion of survivors have more complicated, more difficult relationships with their loved one who died by suicide. And there's a really good explanation for this. Okay. Because when we're in a relationship with a family member or a loved one who has died by suicide, there's a lot of that person's behaviors that come to surface in the relationship with them. Okay. And those can be super challenging for survivors who have more healthy mental health to navigate. Okay. Maybe there was drug use involved or an alcohol addiction. Maybe there was some abuse going on. Maybe the person was abusive themselves, right? Maybe there was lots of arguing or maybe there were previous suicide attempts. Are you in that camp? I know there's a lot of survivors who dealt with the emotions of either a suicide, previous suicide attempt or several suicide attempts. Okay. And that can bring up a lot as well. Maybe your loved one didn't show up to things. Has that happened where they just said that they would come to something that may have been important to you, maybe a special event, an anniversary party or something like that, and they just don't show up, okay? Maybe they said things you didn't like, or maybe they made choices you just didn't agree with, okay? And that comes up quite a bit where they are making these choices. They're surrounding themselves with people that you don't agree that they surrounded themselves with. You know, there's a lot of different things like that that happen with people that die by suicide before their death, okay? Maybe they were mentally unstable or dealt with some sort of mental illness, okay? That's very common. Depression is a big thing, and having a relationship with a person that is very depressed can be very challenging as well, right? So it's really interesting because... When you are dealing with all of those pieces prior to their death, you're going to have a lot of thoughts and feelings about what that really means and what that relationship really was, right? And it kind of causes this circle of thought, okay? And it's going to create this loop that's going to go back and forth because 
you're going to feel all of those emotions of sadness, right? You're going to be feeling some grief, depression, and then you're going to go into guilt and anger and shock and despair, right? You're going to go through all of those emotions. And then on top of that, you're going to feel emotions about the relationship that you dealt with all of those years prior to their death. And those emotions are going to create some emotions in regards to their death. Maybe part of you feels in a way relieved. Okay. So you're feeling relieved because you won't have to deal with that relationship anymore. You don't have to deal with the drug use or the alcoholism or the manic behaviors or the inability for them to show up for you. Right. And so part of you feels a bit relieved. Okay. But then you start to feel a lot of guilt and shame for feeling relieved because in your mind, you feel like to grieve properly, you should probably feel more sad and more like you miss them. And part of you really does feel sad. And part of you does feel like you miss them. But then you go circle back into this, you know, feeling relieved or feeling glad in a way that you no longer have to deal with those behaviors anymore. And so you feel that way. And then you fall into this loop of guilt and shame for feeling that way. And so it's just an incredibly complex and complicated circle of grief that most survivors who have a complicated relationship or had a difficult relationship with their loved one falls into. And so what I want to say about that is that when you are feeling all of those conflicting emotions where part of you feels sad and the other feels relieved and then you feel guilty for feeling relieved, which brings about shame and ultimately the grief feels abnormal and weird and you don't want to talk about it, which leads you to think you are walking this lonely journey alone. The truth is you are absolutely not alone. Many survivors are experiencing this exact same thing. They just don't talk about it because of shame. So I just want to say this up front that this is a very common journey and you are not walking it alone. Okay. So now you might be asking yourself, okay, so yes, I'm part of this circle of feeling conflicting emotions, but what can I do about it? So let's break this down first so we can get a picture of what is going on here. First off, because your relationship is so complex, you're going to just feel complex emotions. Okay. We know that what you think creates your emotions and you're going to think lots of thoughts about your loved one. So naturally your emotions are going to be everywhere and this is completely normal. Your brain is doing exactly what it was designed to do. And I think it's important for you to understand this and to understand that nothing has gone wrong. Okay. I think it's super important to understand that this is a completely natural experience that you're experiencing and everything about it is just right. Okay. Nothing has gone wrong. So the next thing I want you to understand is the thoughts that we are thinking are completely optional. Okay. We get the opportunity to choose how we think about anything. Okay. Now, our brains are going to argue with us because it is always 
searching and looking for evidence. Okay. So when we start thinking thoughts that don't feel right, for example, if you're feeling or thinking, I'm so relieved that I don't have to deal with this anymore, that I don't have to deal with my loved one's alcohol anymore or something like that, right? Then our brain is going to show us or try to make us think that we're terrible people and that we're doing this grief thing all wrong because we're thinking very conflicting thoughts about someone's death. Okay. So what I want to say about that is that is completely optional. Okay. And that you do not have to judge yourself. Okay. For thinking those thoughts. Okay. We are humans having a human experience. And when we are experiencing relationships with people, we're going to think all kinds of thoughts about that relationship. So of course, when things aren't going right in the relationship, when the relationship has challenging moments, we're going to think a lot of negative thoughts about that. Okay. It's just natural for our brains to do that. And so when we're feeling very conflicting thoughts, when that's over and we're judging ourselves for it, it's not going to help it. It's not going to change it and it's not going to make it better. So my recommendation for you is just to let go of that judgment. Okay. That you do not need to judge yourselves over it. Okay. You can recognize it and explore it with curiosity. Okay. That's it. No judgment is required. The next thing I want to discuss is you don't need your emotions to be validated externally. Okay. You are equipped with what you need to validate yourself. Okay. Many survivors tend to feel like they need some sort of validation to validate their emotions. And when you are going through such a complicated grief, it just feels good for our brains to just unload what we're thinking and what we're feeling onto other people. And a lot of times when we're doing this, we are looking for some sort of validation. But the truth is, is when you're dealing with complicated grief and you're trying to validate emotions from complicated grief, you most likely will be discussing these things with people who don't quite understand it. And so looking for validation from an external source, from another person who has no idea what you're going to, you are talking about is simply not going to give you that validation that you want. Okay. Also too, I think it's important to recognize that looking for that validation from other people that are part of either your family circle or part of that friend circle, their relationship is going to be completely different from you. Okay. From your relationship, from the relationship you had with the loved one that died by suicide. And so looking for the validation from them is most likely not going to happen as well, or in a way that you would want them to. And I think it's important to know that and to understand that because looking for external validation is never going to fulfill 
you. Okay. And so I think that's really important to know. So take note that looking for external validation isn't going to help because most likely you will not get it. But the great news is you can validate yourself. You don't need other people's validation. You get to decide that your thoughts and your feelings are valid. Okay. doesn't matter what they think or what they feel. It matters that you have thoughts about it and that you're feeling these emotions about it. Okay. And you can do this by validating it and understanding that you are a human being that's experiencing a lot of intense emotions. And that's totally normal, totally okay that you are a human being having a human life experiencing everything. And that is totally okay. The last thing I want to talk about is that no matter where you're at, okay, no matter how you're feeling, whether you're feeling sad about the loved one's loss or you're feeling relieved, okay, or if you are feeling a variety of complicated emotions, right, or conflicting emotions, if you will, what I want to say about that is that you deserve some self-compassion, okay? You deserve to feel all of those feelings. And I also want to say to you that you are doing nothing wrong. None of this is happening. And all of these thoughts and all of these emotions, there's nothing wrong with them. I think so many times we we shame ourselves for feeling things and for thinking things. But the truth is, is that's all part of our human experience. It's processing, dealing, thinking, feeling. We're emotional people. And that's just part of it. It's part of living this life. So what I want to say to you is you are doing nothing wrong. That's it, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, I invite you to come to my website at www.survived-2-thrive.com. There you'll learn about my programs. And I invite you to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation so we can discuss coaching and how it can help you to have a more fulfilling, peaceful life full of joy and happiness once again. Because guess what? You deserve it. So see you there, my friends. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox.